Welcome to the Traders Point Church of Christ podcast. Abraham is one of the most well-known biblical figures, even still today, and his life, his relationship with God, and ultimately his faith are all recorded for us in remarkable detail throughout the pages of the Bible. So we're going to take eight weeks to work our way through his story and some of the important lessons that it holds for us today, and we're thankful that you've decided to join us For more information on the Traders Point Church of Christ, please visit our website at traderspointchurch.org, and you can find us on Facebook and YouTube as well. Thanks again, and enjoy today's conversation. Well, hello there, and welcome uh, once again for studying along with us. My name is Jeremy. I have John with me as usual, and we've just started kind of a new uh, podcast, if you will, Uh, some episodes specifically on the life of Abraham. We've used uh, Hebrews chapter 11 kind of as a template, loose template for that, but we're going to really be kind of looking at various stories of his life, some important things that had happened to him, and certainly make applications and principles from each of them. And so uh, we've just kind of began that by episode number one, kind of an overview of Genesis 1 through 11, kind of setting us up (laughs) for Abraham there in Genesis chapter 12. And then last week we spent some time kind of as Abraham is introduced to us and asked by God to, hey, pack it all up and Mm -hmm. and hit the road. So uh, we're going to cover the uh, promises that are made to Abraham in Genesis chapter 12, verses 1 through 3 here in just a moment. But uh, before we read those verses together, um, John, why don't you kind of set up kind of where we've been, uh, maybe a little bit of even where we're going. Yeah, we talked about this last week, and I think even touched on it in the first episode as well, that the story of Abraham is in and of itself very interesting and very compelling, but really this sets up the rest of Scripture in a lot of ways, and especially what we're going to talk about today, these promises that God makes to Abraham and how God is going to lead Abraham and bring about a great nation from his family, uh, those promises and the story of Abraham and his faith and, and how he follows God's directives in these ways, it really is going to be uh, the, the jumping off point for the rest of Scripture. And we, we talked a lot about how the first 11 chapters of Genesis look very broadly at mankind uh, in the quote-unquote early stages of, of creation and the, the generations that follow that. But then when you get to Abraham, the focus of Scripture narrows quite a bit to really just one family from this point onward. And, and so that really represents a, a turning point in the way that God tells his story here, beginning with Abraham. And so not only is he just a fascinating character, not only are there a lot of, of wonderful stories that come from his life, but he really is, in a lot of ways, intended to be a focal point for us as Christians today. Even in the New Testament, he's referenced many times. And even these promises that we're going to talk about today are referenced many times. And so it's very clear as you read through the rest of Scripture just how important it is to have a working understanding of Abraham, his family, and the promises that God makes to him, because so much of what we study from this point onward is directly connected to what we're going to talk about today. Yeah, I mean, there's no question about that. You know, it's, you know uh, this seems a little bit out of left field, but hopefully I'll, I'll kind of pull it back to uh, Genesis chapter 12. But uh, you know, listen, uh, memorizing biblical passages are, are is, is a pretty important thing, Yeah, but... 
you know, I'll also contend at the same time. It's not something that you just have to do. You, you don't have to have big, huge pieces of, uh, you know, the Bible memorized, certainly even less so now than ever before. I mean, we've all got it on our phones. Yeah. We can get to yeah. it very, very quickly. But on the other hand, I think there are passages in Scripture that uh, if you don't have them memorized word for word, it's important for the Christian to have that in your mind, Mm -hmm. that this passage contains this thought, or or these things are found in this place. And I think Genesis chapter 12 is one of those places. I I think it can be argued that Genesis chapter 12 was the most important chapter in all of the Old Testament. You can go hand in hand with 2 Samuel 7, which is basically the same passage, Mm -hmm. but just reiterated later to David. But, you know, the same, you know, pieces are there. But it really needs to be a, a passage you have on your mind, that these are the, the promises that God makes to Abraham, the certainly significance uh, less to him, mm-hmm. really more right. really to yeah. the rest of us. Yeah. I mean, he he doesn't really see any of these things come to its full you know, fruition. Uh, certainly Isaac being born, he he's able to see the kind of the beginnings of that. Mm-hmm. He has shown the land in a lot of ways of where mm-hmm. his family will and those people end up being, but in a very, very different perspective than what you get when you get, you know, like to Joshua, right. for instance. But it really is one of the most significant chapters in all the Old Testament, and it needs to be in your mind that this is a really important piece of the Old Testament, because by the time you get to the New Testament and Jesus comes on, the most important one to ever walk on the earth, the most important thing to ever happen to man, that's the promise that's being made here. Right. And so it needs to be one of those things that's just on your mind. And it's a small piece of the chapter. We've talked about this chapter already last week a little bit. We skipped over verses 2 and 3, if I remember correctly. Yep. But uh, let's go back and pick those up. We'll read verse 1, 2, and 3. And kind of keep in mind, that this is the very beginning of Abraham's story. He's sort of introduced to us at the end of chapter 11 in just a, a genealogy kind of situation, but his story really begins here in Genesis 12, and his story begins with these promises mm-hmm. that are made to him. And so let's read it together. Genesis chapter 12, verses 1, 2, and 3. Now the Lord had said to Abram, get out of your country from your family and from your father's house to a land that I will show you. I will make you a great nation. I will bless you and make your name great, and you shall be a blessing. I will bless those who bless you, and I will curse him who curses you, and in you all the families of the earth will be blessed. Now, John, as we read these, they seem here in this context to be somewhat innocuous. I, yeah. I mean, yeah. it, it, it is uh, you know, a few words. They're not mm-hmm. super long. You don't see these really come into play until much deeper on, you know, in the Old Testament. But certainly by having a full picture, you you really begin to see the significance. And even in the life of Abraham, these three promises that are made to him really take on a life of their own. And everything that you read throughout the rest of the Old Testament point back almost to one of these three right. all the time, even certainly as we made mention already when you get to the New Testament. Yeah, that's the thing. When We can then follow the story, and we can see God's fulfillment of the promise to give them the land, the promised land. We can read how that comes to fruition. We can then follow the family of Abraham, and we can see this great nation 
that comes from him. And then we can continue on reading when Jesus is brought onto the scene as the fulfillment of this final promise in which all nations are going to be blessed through his family. We, we can read all of that very easily, and it's very easy for us to follow and to see that. And even the biblical writers help us along the way by referencing back to these promises several times so that they make sure that we're following with them. This is a fulfillment of the promise that God made to Abraham here. It's easy for us to flip through the pages of the Bible and see the fulfillment of these things. But as we talked about in kind of our introduction, in Hebrews 11, the Hebrew writer makes it very clear, Abraham never got to see the fulfillment of these promises. Here he is told all of these great things, and you can only imagine what's going through his mind as he's hearing these things from God. But yet God is telling him these things. But as you mentioned in our in, in kind of your opening remarks, this is more so for generations to come than actually Abraham himself. And, and certainly while he would have felt some of the weight of what God's telling him, uh, he probably had no idea the extent of what these promises were going to hold for generations to come. And, and even today, as, as Christians, as, as people who are not of the Jewish lineage, we reap the benefits of the promises that God makes to him as he promised that through his family all nations would be blessed, not just that Jewish lineage. And, and even you know, Paul references that in Galatians as he talks about you know, if you are God's, then you are of Abraham's seed. He makes that connection for us. And, and so it's just so amazing to, to read this. And like you said, it's, it's relatively short. There's not a great amount of detail included in these. But to just think about the ramifications of these promises and the fulfillment of them over the next you know, millennia, it's just remarkable to think about the impact that it has on you and I today and on every generation that has come before us and every generation that will come after us as long as God allows the earth to stand, we all reap the benefits of these promises. You know, I found it interesting, too, as we go through the Old Testament, and certainly you start to read the stories of, you know, Abraham and then Isaac and then Jacob and then Joseph, how often they must have referenced even mm-hmm. these promises, because they themselves make reference to them yep. all the time. Yep. We have made mention that Hebrews chapter 11 it makes mention of all of these men. It makes mention of Abraham and Isaac and Jacob and Joseph. And there in Hebrews chapter eleven, certainly in regards to Joseph, we got a you know a kind of a lots of pages in the book of Genesis about his life, and he did a lot of very faithful things. He yeah. took courageous stands against wickedness, and he, he took brave stands for God. Lots of things that could be included in a chapter like Hebrews 11 to talk about Joseph. But the one thing that's included there is a reference to this promise. And it was, when you read that text, you start to see the the incredible significance that that had for Joseph, right? Because when you get to the end of the book of Genesis, and Abraham has lived and died, and Isaac and Jacob have lived and died, and Joseph has lived and died, there's not a great nation there in place, Dozens of people, 70, you know, is a, is a number that's thrown out often. Yep. They're not in the promised land, per se, at the end of the book of Genesis. That family is in Egypt. And certainly the this last promise doesn't come until much, much later when Christ, you know, comes. But, you know, when that page turns to the book of Exodus, and now things start to move very, very quickly, where now hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of years have passed, 
and Abraham's family is not now 70 after mm-hmm. one page. It is millions, right. and they're still in Egypt. And then you get the story of them you know, going from Egypt and, and into the land of Canaan, and then in the book of Joshua, uh, certainly chapter 1 and chapter 2 and 3 and 4 as they're kind of going in. I didn't go back to look, but a multitude of references made back to the promise. Mm -hmm. And so it is something, hundreds of years of time span, but yet important enough that this people, God's people, continually kept it in the front of their minds. Yeah, continually kept it in the front of their minds, and I think that's a good reminder to us of how important it is that we do the same thing because of the impact that these promises still have on us today. You know, yeah, as, as the people were, were wandering in the wilderness, I have to imagine they had moments of, of remembering what they had been ta- taught about the promise of a land that God had prepared for them, and that gave them hope for what might come. And, you know, all of those things were certainly important to them, but to remember just how important these promises are to us, they need to be at the forefront of our mind, not only because of what they have done for us, but I think also it's a faith-building exercise for us to be able to look back at these promises and see the fact that God fulfilled every single one of them. Well, he's made promises to you and I, too. He's made a promise to forgive me of my sins. He's made a promise to take me home to heaven one day. And I I want to believe that he will be faithful to those promises and he will keep his word. And when I can look back to Genesis chapter 12 and I can see promises that he made to Abraham and I can see that he kept every single one of those promises, well, that gives me faith that he's going to do the same for the promises that he's made to me. And, And so being able to track these things and see the fulfillment of them It's faith-building to us today as we think about our relationship with God and we think about what He has told us, and it reminds us that there may be days where we're not entirely sure how all this is going to work out. Well, there were a lot of days where Abraham wasn't entirely sure how all this was going to work out. (laughs) A bunch of them. A bunch of days. And yet we can see that if you stay faithful, God will fulfill the promises that He's made. And the same is true for us today. We stay faithful to Him, and we walk in faith, and we have confidence that he's going to fulfill the promises that he's made to us too. And so these these promises, looking back to them and remembering them regularly, I think are, are really helpful in building, establishing, and then maintaining our faith today. I think one of the key components to you know kind of building on that is to understand the only thing that makes a difference, the only thing that matters here. And you read a passage like this, and you think about you know, all of these promises that are made, and then all of these promises that are ultimately fulfilled. The only thing that matters is God keeps his promises. Mm-hmm. That's the only thing that matters. Sometimes yeah. we get wrapped up in how long that happens, and we forget yeah. that he operates time-wise very differently than we do. But the only thing that matters is God keeps his promises. That's, to me... Why, when you read in Hebrews 11 and you have that, you know, little snippet, I mean, a small little piece, you know, from Joseph about his bones, Mm -hmm. when he delivers that message at the very end of the book of Genesis, you're talking 400 years. I mean, a time that we can't even comprehend. We can't comprehend 400 years of time. Our own country isn't even close (laughs) to being 400 years old. So we can't comprehend that, but he was so sure of that promise that was made because all he knew is God keeps his promises. And so whenever that happens, 
make sure I'm taken there. Yep. I know I'm so sure that's going to happen. Uh, whenever that happens, you, you make sure my bones get there. And, and that has to be where we are. And yep. so you're exactly right. Lot, these are not the only promises that God has made in, in his word. It's full of promises. Mm-hmm. And all the promises that he has made, he has kept. It's a big part of what prophecy is, you know, in a lot of ways. And that just shows us over and over and over that the promises that he has made, and it's a boatload of them. Mm-hmm. I mean, you, we don't have the time to go into all the promises, right. you know, that he has made. But he's faithful to keep all of those promises. And I can shove the time aspect, which is mm-hmm. difficult sometimes, mm-hmm. but I've got to shove that right out of my brain. Yeah, and I think that's. I think you're right on the money there. And I think it's important to us to... Sometimes it's easy to overanalyze some of these things and and dig so deeply into them that you miss uh, the big application that we're supposed to take from this. And I think you're exactly right. What we should remember when we read Genesis 12, 1 through 3, God keeps his promises. That's, That's it. Remember that. If you remember nothing more than that, you will have come away with from Genesis 12, 1 through 3, what God wants you to. Now, there's a lot more that can be analyzed in this, and there's a whole lot of things that can be, can be unpacked as you go through this, but that reality must be the one that we come away with first and foremost, and it's always on our mind. God keeps his promises. He did to Abraham, and he does to us today. That's what we've got to take from this. Yeah, and as we close, I mean, we're going to have opportunities in the future, uh, even in the next couple of episodes, and certainly episodes in the future, in talking about Abraham, where we're going to be able to see him wrestle mm-hmm. with one particular of these promises, the one that, you know, he's going to be made a great nation, where you're able, you know, to see almost in real time, and we're going to talk about it, yeah. you know, him wrestling with, you know, the side that believes in what God has said. Right. But yet the physical side of I'm a pretty old man and my wife is a pretty old woman and trying to, you know, kind of marry those two things together is a really interesting thing that we're going to be able to talk about in real time. And so we'll certainly save that for then. But, you know, listen, Genesis chapter 12, God keeps his promises. It is an incredible way, you know, to start the story of Abraham. And I'm excited about our study today and are excited about our study in the future. So we'll continue to kind of study through the life of Abraham. If uh, you're just jumping in now, we're uh, just a couple episodes in. You can easily go back and pick up episode one and two at your leisure and catch up. And we look forward to studying again with you next week.